we promise you, you'll leave a little different than you came. Hallelujah. Raise your hand again for the David. Amen. Amen. And uh, he'll meet you in the front on your way out. And uh, amen. It's an honor today to have Brother Caleb Herring with us. Amen. Amen. We weren't here Friday night. We missed a fabulous service. Amen. Brother Herring, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here with us. Take your liberty. Amen. Let's make Brother Herring welcome in the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Are you thankful to be in church on a Sunday morning? Amen. Furthermore, are you thankful to be in an apostolic church on a Sunday morning? If you are a guest here today, I promise you that what you will find in this building, you will not find anywhere else. Because Jesus is the greatest thing in the entire world. Jesus amen. is the greatest thing in the entire world. Amen, 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 amen. 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 Let's grab our Bibles and let's get into the word of the Lord. John chapter 6, verse number 32. John chapter 6, verse number 32. So appreciate the leadership here at Christ Life Community Church. And I, um, I'm so thankful to be here once again. It's always such a privilege. So I give honor to Brother Herod and his family and Brother Keel and his family and I, uh, not just them, but everybody that has a part in making everything happen here at Christ's life. Amen. Amen. Uh, I know that there are some of you that you were brand new the last time I was here and you're already plugged in and you're serving other people. Amen. And you haven't been in the church for just a, a, maybe a few months or a year or maybe just one or two years. And you're already plugged in and you have a purpose and you're serving other people. And that's what it's all about. Is because people come into this house and they are seeking purpose. They're seeking an understanding as to why they exist. And I appreciate you today for helping people find their reason for living. And showing them that there's more to life. There's more to life. Amen. Amen. John chapter 6, verse number 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. They had to be from Mississippi. <laughs> Evermore give us this bread. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. If you're in this place today and you are searching for something, um, we have to understand that every person under the sound of my voice, myself included, we were created with a God-sized void in our lives. The problem with humanity is, is that humanity searches every avenue, every outlet that the world has to offer to fill that God-sized void. But it's a God-sized void. Yes. So the only thing that can fill that longing and can fill that emptiness and fill that void in our lives is Jesus Christ. 
And Jesus gave them the answer to fill that void. He said, I am the bread of life. And if you don't want to hunger again, make sure that you abide in me so that I can abide in you. I want to preach to us for the next few moments. The Lord of the loaves. The Lord of the loaves. Let's lay our Bibles down and lift our hands up to the heavens all over the house. Pray for your neighbor right now. God, help us in this house today. We need you. We need you, Jesus. Let me step so far into your presence that nobody sees me and that nobody hears me. But that they only see you, God, and that they only hear you. We need the help of the Holy Ghost. Feel somebody with the baptism of the Holy Ghost today. God, change lives, alter destinies. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. If you believe God's going to speak to you today, would you put your hands together? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. As the mainstay of life, bread became a primary metaphor for life and strength throughout Scripture. Bread functioned as a social bond, which is why after the day of Pentecost, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine in breaking of bread and fellowship. But it was more than the breaking of bread. It was the breaking of division and the unifying of the brethren. The generosity of giving bread to another served as a sign of hospitality and care and friendship. But to take someone's bread and turn against them was a great sign and a great sin of ingratitude and betrayal. When David wanted to describe the magnitude of his hurt from betrayal in Psalm 41, he said it was a friend that did eat of my bread. So David was saying it wasn't just an acquaintance that he knew in passing, but it was a friend that he ate bread with that betrayed him. Bread was used as an offering of thanksgiving unto God. Leaven in bread throughout Scripture was related to sin among the body. After the initial Passover in Exodus chapter 12, a feast of unleavened bread was held. If you study Scripture for any amount of time, you'll realize that the connection between leavened bread and sin helps us understand that leaven in bread represents sin and carnality and materialism. Whereas the unleavened bread represents the spiritual and the sinless state of man. That is why Jesus had no problem rejecting the temptations of Satan. He was tempted by Satan to turn stones into bread. But Jesus understood that he was the bread of life. God supplied manna in the wilderness as provision for Israel. They were to only gather enough manna for that particular day. No more and no less. 
It was moderation that the children of Israel came to understand. And such moderation taught dependency on God with each day that passed. No wonder Solomon said, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Solomon understood that if he had too much, he wouldn't desire God. And if he had too little, he would take matters into his own hands and fall into sin. So there is a miracle in moderation. It teaches us to depend wholly on the Lord of the loaves. And dealing with Israel and sending manna in the wilderness, God's provision was in proportion to the need. Which is why Jesus instructed us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Not yesterday's bread and not tomorrow's bread, but because I am living in this moment, give me the bread that I need for the here and the now. Can I tell you today that Jesus is the bread of life and we need him every single day. I needed him yesterday and he showed up. I'll need him tomorrow and guess what? He'll show up then as well. But I believe that I am in a room full of people that understand I need Jesus right here and I need Jesus right now. And I've got good news for those of us that need Jesus here today. He is here because he is an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Amen. The provision of manna was in proportion to the size of the need for that day. Whenever they gathered the manna that God provided, God gave them enough manna for that day. And I want to preach to you here today that the biggest need that we have in our lives is the need for the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And if you have that here today, God will supply the bread of life that will fill the emptiness. This is the day of salvation. Amen. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. In the Old Testament, the feast of first fruits was set. During harvest time, a sheep of the first fruits had to be brought to the priest. The priest waved that sheaf of first fruits before the Lord. And we have to understand that Christ was a type of first fruits. So no wonder he's called the Lord of the harvest. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 23, Christ the first fruits, and afterward they that are Christ. So the first fruits were a fraction of the harvest that was soon to be reaped. So when the priest waved that sheep of the first fruits, he was saying, you see this first fruit, but there's more where this came from. And when Christ died and resurrected, He was the first fruit that signified that just as I am resurrecting from death, there is more where this came from. 
He is the King eternal, immortal, invisible. But He didn't just stay invisible. He manifests Himself in flesh and walked the earth. But He didn't just walk the earth. He performed many miracles. But He didn't just perform many miracles. He was beat at the whipping post. But He wasn't just at the whipping post. He went to the cross and died. But He didn't just go to the cross and die. He was buried in a tomb for three days. But He didn't just stay buried in a tomb. He went to hell and took the keys. But He didn't just go to hell and take the keys. He resurrected from the grave. And He didn't just resurrect from the grave. He showed Himself alive after many infallible proofs. Yes. But He didn't just show Himself alive. He ascended into heaven. And He didn't just ascend into heaven. But He descended on the day of Pentecost. And filled 3,000 souls with the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the very first time. So because Jesus died, I am able to live. He was that first fruit that got up from the grave, that resurrected from death. And what Jesus was saying is just as I'm getting up from the grave, there's going to be a harvest of lost souls throughout the world that get up and live in a life of grace. Are you thankful today that Jesus Christ resistance here. There's there's a little bit of a wall. We need to push past this. Yes. Come on, would you pray for just a moment? Let's pray. Let's, we need to create an atmosphere. We need to create an atmosphere conducive to the miraculous. Come on. Come on, let's pray for just a moment. We're going to pause right here. We're going to pause right here. Let's pray. Jesus. Oh, God. Jesus. Jesus. But 50 days after the Feast of First Fruits was the Feast of Pentecost. Yes. When Pentecost was celebrated in the Old Testament, the priest gave a wave offering with two loaves of bread by holding a loaf in one hand and a loaf in the other and waving those loaves in the air. And in the New Testament, one loaf represented the Jews and the other loaf represented the Gentiles. And in much of my study in the book of Acts, many theologians believe the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues was only for the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Acts 2 and 1 said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. So the day of Pentecost had not just fully come, but it was fully fulfilled. So when the onlookers heard the 120 in the upper room speaking in tongues, someone spoke up and said, Amen, and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But then Peter goes on to say that the Holy Ghost is not just for the here, and it's not just for the now, but the promise is unto you and unto your children and unto all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. 
chapter 2, the Holy Ghost was poured out on the Jews. That was the first loaf. And in Acts chapter 10, the Holy Ghost was poured out on the Gentiles. That was the second loaf. Because he's not the Lord of a loaf. He is the Lord of the loaves. That's why he promised through Joel that in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's not just the Jews, and that's not just the Gentiles. It's all flesh. So Jesus is the bread of life. And in the book of Acts, the Jews partook of that loaf, and the Gentiles partook of that loaf. No wonder Paul said, for we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. So the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the book of Acts, it broke down every racial barrier. It broke down every political barrier. It broke down every economical barrier. And it broke down every social barrier. And it broke down every generational barrier. Because the Holy Ghost was not just for one group of people for one time frame. But the Holy Ghost is for every body. It is for you and it is for me. It is for the red and the yellow. It is for the black and the white. It is for the alcoholic. salvation. They wanted a that appealed only to the emotions. 
They wanted to feel good, but they did not want to do good. But Jesus said, Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after. For watch this. For they shall be filled. I don't know about you today, but my appetite is hungry for the bread of life. I understand that it does not always feel good when you have to repent of your sins. It does not always feel good when you have to say, God, I'm sorry for all of the wrong that I've been involved in. Whenever you have to weep before God and say, God, I recognize that I've been a failure and I recognize that I need you, but I want you to understand today this doctrine will change your It does not feel good to the flesh, but I am hungry for a word
thinking it was called the bread of presence because it was in God's presence. But it was really called the bread of presence because it was the way into God's presence. And in the New Testament, the way into God's presence is through the broken body of Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And then in Luke 22 and 19, the Bible says that Jesus took the bread and gave thanks and break it and gave unto them, saying, This is my body with for you. No wonder Isaiah said that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. The broken bread of his body is why you and I are able to have fellowship with him. There is something powerful about understanding that he went to the cross so that you and I can be delivered from every bondage, from everything that hinders us, from every failure, from every past mistake.
the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job understood the sustenance of his physical man is irrelevant if his spiritual man is starving. And I'm preaching to someone here today. You might be healthy in your physical man, but you need Jesus Christ more than you need your next breath. You need the infilling of the Holy Ghost more than you need your next breath. You need Jesus Christ more than you need anything in this world. There was an old song that said, I need thee. Bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I want to see his face. No wonder David said, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land. Or no water is I don't know who I'm preaching to, but you're in a dry place. You wish that you could feel God. You are tired of all of the other that are leaving you broken and leaving you empty and leaving you helpless and leaving you scarred and leaving you undone. I want to serve you a fresh platter of bread of life here today and let you know Jesus is the answer to your life. Jesus. Jesus is the answer. Every hand raised, every eye closed. If you understand that you need Jesus, would you come to this altar right now? If you understand that you've got to have Him, would you come to this altar? Come on, don't be shy. Don't be afraid. I'm offering you something today that can change your life. I'm all, this is beautiful. We've got people coming. I'm asking you, if you're part of Christ's life, would you come? If you're part of Christ's life, I'm asking you, would you get out of your seat and would you come, everybody? Everybody, if you know that you need Jesus, I need Jesus today. I need Jesus today more than my next breath. I need Jesus. Oh, I need Jesus. Would you connect with somebody? Would you pray all over the house? Can you do that? Come on, if you're part of Christ's life, you need to be cultivating an atmosphere right now. You need to be touching God right now. Come on. Come on. Come on, every hand raise, every eye closed. Let's love Him right now.